foundational tools to develop a biblical worldview. Welcome to Mentoring Matters, a listener-supported program of SharonHearts.org. With the world's culture invading the church, it is vital that we establish some deeper roots in biblical truth in order to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So join us now as we let the Word of God give us foundational tools to develop and maintain a biblical worldview. Hi, this is Sharon Hoskins. And this is Janie Ratzloff. In Matthew 13, we have the parable of the wheat and tares. And verse 24 says, The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the grain had sprouted and produced a crop, then the tares also appeared. And the Lord said then in verse 30, Let both grow together until the harvest. And at the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, First gather together the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them but gather the wheat into my barn. Now, Janie, if I am understanding this example, Jesus is saying that unbelievers will be rooted in the church along with believers, serving, worshiping, and maybe even teaching? Unfortunately, I believe that is very definitely the case. And you started off while men slept, and I know this is a parable, and we think about somebody just going to bed at night and while they're sleeping, somebody coming in and doing falsehood. But Sharon, just to start off even thinking about this lesson applying to the church, Mm -hmm. um, many times we are sleeping in church, and that's not a physical sleeping, but we are so preoccupied with other things that our awareness level, our sensitivity level, does not have the slightest idea that we have been invaded. Yeah. So when you say sleeping, you mean spiritually, that we're not discerning? Our, Our senses are not acute, but we're just comfortable. And that's a danger that we really have today in this this time that we live. We're so preoccupied that, listen, a whole army could probably come in and we would just praise the Lord that we had a lot of new members. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. Okay. That we can't see past the physical. We are to welcome new people in. But, you know, when the gospel was first presented, it was presented with the idea that uh, we would go out from our place of gathering where we had gone to strengthen ourselves and equip ourselves and now due to the times that we live in uh, we're inviting those same people in Mm -hmm. to our inner Mm -hmm. sanctum so to speak and so we have to have a diligence in these last days that maybe was a little bit different well the lord tells us in this parable that there will be tares among us and so, you know, what you said earlier is, is a good place to start to look. Do we have somebody teaching a Bible study that um, doesn't really ever get around to talking much about Jesus Christ, but has all kinds of historical facts or interesting stories? But or personal experience. Or personal experience. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, that's right. Or, you know, let's go where we really are to begin to worship. 
Are we really preparing our hearts to worship of a morning? Or are we just talking about the news of the week? Mm. And we haven't really stopped to get ourselves ready in prayer to commit everything to the Lord. So many times, Sharon, we can worship in the good of our flesh. Okay. And we can sound great as far as chords and harmony, mm-hmm. but where's the heart? Okay. And we can definitely have tears that have fabulous voices that are still weakening our our public worship because we give the enemy to come in and make it a show. Thank you. I'm glad you said it. Because I, I think that's what happens sometimes is we're so concerned about entertaining the audience, the church members, than we are about bringing them into the presence of of God and preparing their hearts for hearing the message to be broken and surrender. And yet the message sometimes can have becoming from a tear. Unfortunately, in the liberal organization of Christianity today, that's true. We do have people that are in leadership that are really setting a good-looking standard, but once again, they're not drawing because it takes the spirit and it takes life to truly draw them unto Jesus Christ right. and to listen to the spirit, and so we can be deceived at any level is what we're saying. Right. And even having a Sunday school teacher to just have the little ones have fun Mm. when really they need to be being trained from an early age. Yeah. So it's more than just coming to Sunday school and cutting out crafts. Yeah. So any rate, maybe we need to kind of talk about this this conversation to be uh, how to cohabitate with tares. (laughs) Because, you know, he says they're going to be with you. Mm -hmm. But let me just bring out a point here. Because he said they were going to be with you does not necessarily mean that we are to just accept them as a part of the overall comfortability. Well, we know we've got these tares in here. They're going to be unbelievers. uh, But, you know, the Lord said they were going to have to be here. So let's just accept them and get along the best we can. I find that a misapplication. Okay. Of allowing the, the tares. Okay. Uh, if the tares are there, there's going to be a lot of people that maybe do not recognize them as tares. Mm-hmm. And so if we have been schooled by the Holy Spirit to know how to discern, then we serve as a resistant and a protective agency. And we're not going to come in and tell somebody that uh, uh, this person over here is a tear, so watch out. But we're going to start to protect them if we recognize they are not sensitive to whom they may be fellowshipping or going Mm -hmm. to invite them into their home or what have you. Well, how do you know a tear from from maybe even just a baby Christian? Because don't they kind of look alike? Unfortunately, like the Bobsy twins. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you can have a weak believer or a misguided believer because you know what? If we go back to the scriptures and see when Peter mm-hmm. pulled one of his boners, he would have looked like a tear when he wanted to do something good. Lord, let's set up some kingdoms right here for you. Mm-hmm. And the Lord said, Peter, get behind me. Right. You're letting Satan use you. But Peter was not a tear. 
he was a misguided believer in his good thinking, but it wasn't according to the mind of Christ. So it gets to be very next to impossible Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, a tear looks just like a Christian. And and even in uh, the physical world, you can't tell the wheat stock from the tear until it's mature and ripening. And again, like I said, we've allowed this in and it's something that the Lord has said mixture and compromise is going to be with the body of Christ until he returns. But it's something that he has allowed. So I guess one of the main things is, Sharon, is the um, fact that in Matthew seven twenty through 23, we have the Lord uh, addressing a group of people who said, didn't we really do good works and didn't we do this in your name? Mm-hmm. And the Lord is saying, depart from me, I never knew you. So we have to recognize that we can look at the sidelines of what does it take for a spirit of lawlessness because it says that the hearts of people grow cold due to lawlessness. And that lawlessness is a habitual way of um, doing your own thing with your own thinking, with your own mindset. Well, and the Lord says that we'll know people by their fruit, right? So we really do have to to take a step back and and look at the fruit that is produced. Now, to know them by their fruits means that we have to have some discernment. Mm. And in 1 Corinthians, I think it is um, 6, uh, 17, it says that we are one with the Spirit. And so, Sharon, when we are one in the Spirit and we're listening to the Spirit, then the Spirit can give us discernment right? so okay. that we don't have to be ignorant. So we always need to be asking the Lord for sensitivity. And then if we get a check, the Holy Spirit is so faithful to give us checks. Okay. And if he gives us a check, mm-hmm. then we need to take that back to the Lord in prayer and ask how he wants us to protect those around us. You know, you can have someone come into your church that is really searching and perplexed and their heart knows it has a need and they've come to see if they can get that need filled. But a tear, when the tear comes in, Mm -hmm. their heart is evil. They are in there for the purpose to deceive and destroy. And only God knows the difference between that one that might be looking kind of unusual, but is really genuinely seeking versus a tear that is a plant from the enemy that wants to destroy. Okay. There is always, as we go back, Sharon, to our bottom line, and it's all about the heart. I I think of Ananias and Sapphira, and they were members of the church at Jerusalem, but in reality, they were not really wanting to go by God's reality and God's standard, Mm. so they didn't quite tell all the truth. They pretended pretended that they were giving their all. When in fact they were still holding back some of their own greed, they wanted to look good, mm-hmm. but their heart wasn't right. Well, that's something that we really should be looking at our own hearts about today. That would be something that I would want to go, wait a minute, if, what does my heart look like? Am I so focused on my own will, my own way, my own ideas, and my own ego over what is right before the Lord? And that's why mentoring matters. 
Mentoring Matters is a listener-supported discipleship program of Sharon Hearts Ministry. Join a community seeking to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ with resource materials available for the journey at SharonHearts.org. That's S-H-A-R-I-N Hearts.org.